You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It's the 15th of August, 2013. And, uh, yeah, it was, um, it's August. Nothing happens in August. It was a slow week <laughs> in tech. Um, got a couple files done, saved them. Felt good about it. <laughs> Jim Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Dave, how are you doing this slow day in tech? I am doing fantastic, and I, I find it ironic that you, of all people, sir, are, are calling this a slow day. I was uh, shocking. I, I was on Facebook uh, a little bit earlier. I saw some news. I know I'd, I'd heard it before, um, but quiet week. You've got a strategic partnership or, or, or alliance in place right now. Uh, okay. Um, Digital <laughs> Always Media was uh, earlier this week pleased to announce that uh, we've drawn a strategic alliance with Firestarter Social Media based in Stewart, Florida, which accomplishes a whole bunch of stuff for both companies, and we're actually really proud of the, uh, I'm okay. We've been working with Michelle Simpson Ross and uh, her team of Firestarters at Firestarter Social Media based in Stewart, Florida, for months now. Um, my partner, Alan Kanek, actually, for the, I think the last two, maybe three years, has hosted a Twitter chat called uh, Hashtag Social Chat with Michelle. It's, um, it, it, it's wonderfully popular. They, they've done quite well with it. And we've loved working with Michelle and with her team of designers and uh, social media managers. So, because SEO requires so much involvement in social media... And we're okay at it, but she's amazing. And because her clients, you know, require web strategy and uh, website work and SEO, and because we all require a helping hand, um, we've drawn this strategic alliance. And the, another cool thing is, as a Canadian business, this gives us a footprint in the States, a, an address, a physical place. 
That's fantastic. I, I was excited. I mean, of course, I know Michelle, right? I mean, that's that's just a great, um, a great alliance. I, I'm really, uh, really quite happy for you. I, I look forward to seeing what uh, what happens down the road. Well, there's a, there's a number of plans down the road. I'm hoping to have another another kind of major announcement ready for this time next week. Though, you know, by nature, I'm an optimist, so maybe it'll be two weeks from now. Um, but yeah, we do have more big stuff coming up, and I think that's indicative of a cool place that my company and all companies serving, uh, you know, servicing clients in the digital marketing space are at. There's so much opportunity in the, well, the the, the shift in user behavior and technologies. Um, I'm still so enamored with Google Hangout on Air. We're allowed to, you know, so easily make our own broadcasts. Think, I mean, just, you know, try to put a little wizard's cap on, David, and think four to six months from now where we're going to be. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, I mean, what a, what a tough thing to predict, right? I mean, you've got these, these cons. I mean, we can all kind of see the direction. It's a little easier, I think, in your and I's realm um, than in a lot of others right now. And, I mean, as, as difficult as that is. Um, to me, anyway, you look at, like, Penguin and Panda and stuff. Like, yeah, you, you can sort of get a feel for what they're, what they're trying to accomplish and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I think it was a great call and, and going to this alliance, um, a great call to bring in, um, you know, create this alliance with a firm that specializes in social. Because, I mean, we have our own rapidly moving industry. It's, it's nice that right now I think we can kind of see the direction they're headed in. Um, and then on the social side, it's its own, you called it, it's its own animal. Um, and, and, you know, I think your, your team is probably aptly skilled. I, I know mine is at using it for its thing, right? We're trying to rank sites and proper. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do, using it for links, using it for well, whatever. Um, you know, and there's that skill. But then there's the, you know, social is a, a growing and, and huge traffic source. And I think creating an alliance um, with a company to help just make social and, and get the biggest bang out of social that it can be. Um, leaving you guys to focus your energies on, you know, maybe using social for, um, you know, your your SEO purposes and things like that, but but focused in on the quality content that you guys are generating and, um, you know, the the more SEO side. I think that that alliance is is fantastic and um, allows you to each focus on your your core and very complex areas. So I, I was talking to another person in the industry the other day, and uh, and he asked me to describe what my business does. <laughs> and I was about to start with the, you know, the standard, um, I make websites appear on search engines response. <coughs> Excuse me, but, then I, but then I thought about it for a second. And that's, that's partially what I do now. That's, that's part of, that's one of the tools to, to achieve the goal of, uh, of, of digital marketing. Um, I see a huge amount of value in Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and other areas that allow us to pass a link or pass the value of actual human traffic and time on site. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see an even greater value in creating conversations, starting messages, seeing where, seeing where a message can go and how that message amplifies and, and often changes as it gets broadcast. Um, from person to person to person to person, um, especially when they get tweeted. That's one problem with, with Twitter. <laughs> People have to tweet your messages. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Um, one thing about social media is it's not, again, it's not just about driving 
um, bots, providing links for bots, or driving traffic. It's about long-lasting impressions. Um, you know, it's about feeling connected with your consumers, or more importantly, your consumers feeling connected with you. Um, and that's for, that's like from not just a big brand thing, but what if you had like you remember? There's a particular bicycle shop that was a client of ours when when we were working with Ross at Stepforth. And I still got a really soft spot for these guys. <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? And if I was living back in Victoria, I would absolutely be following these guys on Twitter. Um, personal reasons, because I might want advice, and um, more community reasons, because these guys know where all the good bike trails are. Right. And where all the adventures are. That's a relationship. That was, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit loyal because I actually worked for them. In, in at the early part of, the, of of both of our careers, we actually worked for them, but they're good fellas, and and and, and, and you know, they're out there adding value in the in their realm of the social media, and and further establishing or further ingraining the relationship. That's what it's about. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, one of the one of the big complaints that we hear from SEOs right now, you know, in the, in the current wake of of updates, and I'm sure you've heard it. Heck, I've even said it is brands win. Right? I mean, we're we're all seeing it's it's, you know, it's getting increasingly more complex to win against large brands. Certainly, there, I mean, you, you can see it in any search result. But if we go back in time, we look. Why are these brands there? Right? Why can Coca Cola win? Why can um, you know, Walmart win so so easily. We can get into debate, you know, link architectures or or whatever. But it's at its core, <laughs> most of these companies were started before SEO, before the internet, right? So yeah. they they had done this prior to that. It's it's their popularity in the real world, um, and the it's their time, popularity at, among at consumers. Same time, what about like um, old Joe's Hardware out there out there on Side Road Three? That was started yep. long before the internet too, and Walmart's about to crush that bastard. Oh yeah, um, but there I think I, all I mean by that is I think we need to learn or look at the lessons they did. Now he may be going out of business, and that's because he wasn't able to keep up. I mean, and, and Walmart's just crushing business. Well, maybe he I mean, was that's, on that's the web too, and Walmart would crush him. Not only in the real world, it would likely crush him on the web too. Right, but at its core, when they both started. They could have done the same thing, right? Had he had the brand awareness at that time in the real world. I mean, don't get me wrong. Here's where we're at, and you're up against big brands. Uh, you know, good luck. This is going to cost some money and take some time, right? But, um, you know, and, and here's where we are when we're catching up with them. But I think we need to take the lessons from what they did in the past and go, somehow they became popular, and they got all these links because they're brands. But they did that in a world where, the, the internet wasn't what it is now. Now, we have the internet, which is awesome. That's an advantage to us. But to your to your point, on the social side, it becomes increasingly important to have that voice, to be the bike shop that Jim wants to follow to find the great trails. Is it directly impacting SEO? Not directly, if all you're doing is going there to check out their bike trails. But as they become more and more popular, they become the go-to when you need a link to a bike shop. But what if right they back. drive me? What if they drive me through Twitter or through Facebook to their website, and I spend a whole bunch of time sitting on their website? And better yet, money. <laughs> oh, and better yet, money. Um, um, time on site is a factor in yep. in um, search rankings. Google is aware, even if it didn't send you 
Google's aware that like Twitter sent you to that site. Google's aware that Facebook sent you to that site. Um, Google, that's a tick in popularity for that site. Again, even if you didn't go through Google.com or Google dot wherever you are. Um, so I, I, I think there's tangential effects that social media links will have on, uh, on a site's ranking. Um, and, but again, community, uh, community building is really where it's at. Then I will probably go to uh, that bike shop name dot com when I'm actually looking for another product. But I'll tell you something. There's no way that bike shop is going to match, say, Canadian Tire or Walmart for brute strength on the web. No. Uh, that bike shop has, what, maybe one, two, maybe three locations all in a tiny regional area. So right. they might score well in that area, in Victoria, B.C., but there's no way that outside of a very their very local service area, they're going to beat 2,600 network stores across, the, across North America. Uh, no, or, correct. Um, correct. But they can all... If you don't have the brute strength, you can always fight smarter. Well, and that's the key. I mean, I, I think one of the perks that I think is often overlooked on, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, on the part of the smaller businesses, like, say, this this bike shop, mm-hmm. um, where that's one of the perks they right? have is flexibility, right? Because you have something like Walmart or Amazon or, you know, these these major corporations, they have to automate their entire system. They, they're not, I mean, yes, I'm sure, you know, there's, there's individually customized value, but on mass, Mm-hmm. Their product line is too large, their categories are, are too varied, and they have too much changes going on to go in and customize, well, we need a landing page for this Bingo. kind of bike. We need a landing page. So, fine, customize your own and target, you know, get into the keyword research, right? Go, okay, well, I can't compete for bikes. Well, that's fine. I got three stores. <laughs> like, I don't really, I couldn't even support ranking for bikes, Right. So I need to, you know, start to target and dig in a little deeper and go, well, what can I get quickly and easily? All right. More money to give Jim. Right. And now he can give me the next stage of stuff. (laughs) There you go. So and you know what? To that end, I I was actually having a meeting yesterday and and I guess I'm just going to little confession here. I I told my staff not to ever mention this to you. To me. But, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the confession. I, I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened to me. You, you go to a conference, you know, we, we listen to each other or our guests, and you start to question what your what your core sort of instinctive belief is on, on, a, on an SEO strategy, right? You get a new piece of information, you ponder it for a little while, and you're like, no, they, they might be right. It might be different. You know, hopefully you agree net neutrality is, no, I'm, I'm not going there. Um but in this, we were we were chatting. And I'm like, we need to start um, in our in our monthly reports to clients. Start talking to them a lot more about analytics, a lot more about um, growth in traffic because we're doing a lot of content development. And yes, we'll still send out ranking reports, but we need to start downplaying those in exchange for here's what we're actually doing for you. <laughs> here's you know you had a fifty percent growth. Yes, this phrase only went up two positions, but now you've got you know six hundred and seventy two phrases bringing you traffic and not you know three hundred and twelve. I'm telling you, man, um, when that becomes the industry standard measurement. We are going to have it's going to be so, client relations going to be so much easier across the board. Well, it's definitely an easier thing to see. <laughs> it's yep. like there, there's, there's your traffic. I mean, of course, it's our job to stay focused, and I do like ranking reports. So, right, this tells me how on my big goals we're doing. 
Um, but well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's about traffic. So it's just like, you know what? I, I will confess it to Jim. I will go, you know what, Jim? Uh, I, I, I learned something from you and then you were right. <laughs> little seat pants. Yep. Um, now the cool thing, you take a step beyond that. Once you start reporting traffic, it's so much easier for the client to envision. And especially when you start showing them, you had X number of visitors over such and such a time. And here's what the conversions were. Now compare quarter after quarter over quarter. And your reporting time becomes so much fun. <laughs> yes. Like, seriously, you, you look forward to the conversation. Um, the client looks forward to the conversation because they get to report up the chain that their decision was really smart. Right. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, 100% Beautiful true. Word. Beautiful word, traffic. When I discovered that, um, <laughs> the stress levels in my world just declined significantly. <laughs> um, and also because the, again, and then this is we're being pushed around by Google, right? Like that's that's just the way it is in the industry. Um, Google's making it next to impossible to report on many of the old SEO metrics. Yeah. Yeah, and even they're even they're carrying it over into the link side, and you know, sort of a a food for thought for for some of our listeners as well. I found with that attitude that this is about traffic, link building becomes easier. And and the big reason for me is that our goal now isn't to get this anchor pointed at this page or get the, no, it's to build the site strength, the most logical spot, and then trust the site after that with a good architecture and well optimized content. That the pages now, because it's a strong site, like Walmart's advantage, will rank, right? And they do. Um, so link building becomes more about building trust and authority so that the rest of the pages can carry their own weight rather than going, well, I need, you know, bikes in Victoria pointed at this page and I need, you know, custom 10-speed bikes for hipsters in Victoria pointing to this page, right? I mean, it, it allows you, to, it gives you that strength. And I, I think we have the advantage right now, and, and all SEOs do, of Google in their latest algorithmic series is, um, seems to really be pushing towards that. So I think it's, it's nice for companies like yours and mine and, and that sort of thing to, to sort of ha have Google setting up for what really are kind of the, the better practices. And, um, oh, totally, man. And totally. And again, if we can get um, others in the industry to start using common metrics, I'm not saying, you know, standardization and technique or, you know, whatever, judging black hat, white hat or not, you know, I don't really give much of a care about that. I care about what happens with my clients. But what I really care about is how we can build common perceptions, you know, or we can build perceptions, um, set client expectation ahead of time by having a common set of metrics. We all agree this is what the industry is trying to do. It's true. And I mean, something I, I think everybody who's who's heading into SEO may want to give a try to. And, and I got my start here. You got your start here. And I think it's led leads to some very significant advantages um, in things is I got my start in affiliate marketing. I, I know you had I think you dabbled in affiliate marketing early on. Um, and I think that a lot of the lessons I learned then are really carrying over now in, in this in this attitude, and especially moving to traffic. Did I care about where I ranked for natural acne treatment? Not really. I didn't care about any specific phrase. What I cared about was how big was my check at the end of the month. Yes, you cared <laughs> That's about it. conversions. Um, so now, yeah, it was whatever did that. 
for what it's happy. worth, back in those days, search engines were well. I mean, there really wasn't a lot of other ways to direct people to your websites, were there? No, no, that was about it. Um, search engines were it. Um, now there's a uh, multiplicity, multiplicity. What's the right word? I think multiplicity. That's the right word. Let's go with of, that venues of places that you can, you know, plunk a link, plunk an image, plunk a video, plunk creativity and drive people to boy, it's a great world we live in. And if, uh, you know, if we all evolve and and keep paying attention, we're all going to continue to make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're talking about small businesses. Let's just before I know we got to go to break soon here, but Blendtec, small company compared to some of their competitors. They went exactly the route you're talking about here. They started to use video, started to blend up iPods and two by fours to show oh, those that their guys would break, and it worked. I mean, they tripled their sales um, by creating a, a viral um, set of social content. Um, did they get some links out of it? You know, I haven't gone into Majestic or whatever to, to check it out, but I would. I put some pretty big money on it right now. <laughs> to go, did they acquire links? Sure, they did. Um, so yeah, I mean, it all sort of ties together. And uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, at its core, it tripled their sales as a pleasant byproduct. It probably added even more down the road. You know, honest to goodness, I, I got before we go to commercial. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my confession out here. I'm just preaching the gospel of Rob Snell. <laughs> honest to goodness, I mean, think of think of that guy's adventure. We got to have him on the show sometime. He's a, he's a, he's a very insightful guy. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm just trying to figure out what story we're going to be coming back with. But I can figure that out while we're on commercial, which is going to happen right about now, folks. You're listening to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedge from Digital Ways Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's the 15th of August, 2013. Stay tuned. we got more coming up on Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. If you're constantly struggling to find more customers, revenue, or hours in the day, Infusionsoft can help you have the business you've always wanted. For over 10 years, Infusionsoft has been helping business owners just like you Find the financial freedom and peace of mind you've been searching for. I'm Scott Martineau, co-founder of Infusionsoft. If you're struggling to find more customers, more revenue, or more hours in the day, Infusionsoft is the proven solution you're looking for. Infusionsoft, the only all-in-one sales and marketing software created specifically for small businesses. Learn more at www.infusionsoft.com slash radio. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help? with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Mobile Presence on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's the 15th of August and we're going to jump in and talk about Bing, but you know, Dave, um, remember how a couple weeks ago I said like, where is my default setting these days? Yep. It happened again. Well, we were at a commercial break. I was uh, you know, just checking through, uh, through Facebook. I was going to pull up some of the stats and um, by mistake, I clicked on Boost Post for... for uh, Something that uh, the Digital Always Media account posted a few moments ago. Okay. Okay. And um, I've been working on copy for um, a series of Canadian websites. So I reset my um, the language, my my computer language, to English UK rather than the default setting of English US. Okay. Facebook wants me to pay to promote my post in pounds now, in pounds sterling, <laughs> rather than in dollars. The only reason I can think of is because a couple of days ago I switched my uh, my keyboard or my my computer my computer language dictionary etc. to um, English dot English UK rather than English US. Weird, eh? That is so curious. I mean, especially when you have set your location. <laughs> I know I'm in Toronto. I skipped Facebook a couple of times before. Um, <laughs> and I just thought that was really strange. That is so that just quite came peculiar. Up. I've been puzzling over it during the uh, commercial break, and I'm really glad you like Digital Always Media. Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> uh, Dave just uh, clicked like on my page about time. <laughs> Okay, I just so realized I hadn't when I'm like, I didn't see that post. Oh, maybe I should go there and like it. I probably liked yours by now. I'm sure I have. Probably. <laughs> okay, so uh, don't, go for it, dude. Go ahead. I was just going to ask where we should go next. Well, I think we should go somewhere where we rarely go, where I think very few people go. Um, but at least 20%, almost 20% of the market goes, bing. Um, okay, what a crappy <laughs> intro. You know, we, we're just going to re- we should just reset, go back 26 minutes, start the show over again, and, um, you know, <laughs> get on with our intros. But Dwayne Forrester, one of the SEO Rockstar, contributor to SEO Rockstars, and the uh, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Bing Webmaster Tools, has written a list of 27 things that help or hurt SEO. Got yep. Cool. It is. You know what? I saw it. I sent it to my staff to go, hey, everybody should review this. 
Um, and then, you know, you, of course, look at it and, you know, you go, yeah. I mean, if we didn't know this yet, <laughs> I, I like refreshers, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it is a good list. It's a it's a it's a a core notes list is really what it is. Okay, now just for listeners, uh, for listeners, this is over at the uh, Bing blog under um, the Webmaster. Or look in their archives under Webmaster information. Okay, uh, written by Dwayne Forrester. And before we get into this list, I want to do a couple prefaces. Number one, this stuff works for Google and Bing, not just Bing. Number two. Doing one or more of these things will not guarantee you uh, bupkis. It won't guarantee you nothing, but it's good for you. And number three, none of the above in isolation can be considered a magic bullet. If we can, if we can, like you know, um, have those as accepted parameters, we can go through the list. Otherwise, we should just stop now because we're hurting a bunch of young webmasters who you know it's weird, dude. I've been noticing that, like, you know, in, I, I, I lurk in the forums all the time, eh? And yep. whenever something changes, you have all these young webmasters freaking out, looking for the silver bullet. Yeah. Yeah, none of this is the silver bullet. It's just all that's good for you. It's just stuff that's good for you. Well, you're right. And, I mean, it's, I think to, to that example, Google's, you know, come out. I know you know this already. Over 200 signals. This list is 27. <laughs> yeah. So let's put that in context and go. This is maybe ten percent of of the individual signals that uh, that these people are picking up. Yeah, SEO champions forgotten more than this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many of our listeners won't remember that conference. But that's all right. <laughs> I wonder what ever happened to him. Like you know, he he must still exist. We'd be oh, no otherwise. There'd be this, like, you know, vacancy in the... Well, there was a vacancy in the, in the universe when he was around. Uh, okay. Here's the good stuff. And this is, like, this is a, this is a standard laundry list. But there's a couple things in here we're talking about. Uh, title tag, meta descriptions, clean URLs. Uh, what, what does he mean by clean URLs, Dave? Um, well, I think you and I, we, we've all seen this either, and, and most of our visitors have as well, either... Uh, extremely long, littered with a billion dash um, URLs, or I think more to the point is um, with a whack of parameters, right? So, you know, ampersand ID equals this, ampersand category equals this, ampersand color equals ampersand ampersand. And we've all seen these URLs. Um, heck, there's some fairly major sites that have URLs that look like that. But remember, they can do it because they're big brands. You can't. <laughs> so, so, and they can. You know, Not that they should, but they can. But they can. They can get away with this and, and still rank. I, I don't know about you. I hear often. But why can they get away with it? Because they're the gap. <laughs> that's why they can get away with that you can't um but yeah it's it's basically really messy urls urls should be nice short succinct um i i generally set a rule of at most three either dashes or underscores or whatnot you know depending on what your preference is but you know keep them short keep them succinct um and when they're clean i.e., ending in a slash or ending with a you know a page name dot htm or php or aspx mm-hmm. or whatever um you know nice clean easily read not too many parameters um you know sometimes they're unavoidable but i'd go cap it at two <laughs> and I think Matt Cutts had announced that like many moons ago, but I'm just like, you know what? The technology's there to do it at, at most two, if not zero parameters. Um, so, you know, do it. I mean, yes, they might get more sophisticated, but keep it to keep it to what you know is working years ago and you're less likely to hit some accidents. 
There's one caveat on the on that advice. If you're publishing a information site or a news site that's publishing like you know uh, daily or or even weekly, more than, uh, on more than a weekly basis, as part of the URL, if you want to get into Google or into uh, uh, Bing News, make sure that the date of publishing is part of the URL. But otherwise, right. absolutely. Yeah. No, you're you're 100 right there, and and you know a lot of blogs do that. Like we're right, they have the. Yeah, Date but again, that, that only there. goes for news specific. Like, if you want to get into Google News or get into Bing News, um, you got to have the date involved in your, your URL. Otherwise, it's not worth. I wouldn't do it. Right. You don't want to actually tell people when you published a page. Um, <laughs> okay, so title tags, meta descriptions, clean URLs, image and alt descriptions, alt tags. Uh, that's a that's a good uh, a good practice. It's also a usability thing. Yeah. Um, H1 tags. I notice. Okay, H1 tags. He does not say H1, H2, H3, H4, and H5 tags. He just says H1 tags. Right. Make that clear. Tell us what your page is about. Yeah. You shouldn't need a bunch of them. You should need at least one. Sometimes you need more, but I, I get it. Tell us what the page is about. Here's one that's a little bit more, uh, a little bit more advanced. Rel equals canonical. So. Yep. What does he mean? Why is that important for us to pay attention to? What signal is like you know Bing or, or or Google trying to get out of the well canonical tag? Um, I think in this case, and and uh, I'll be interested to hear your impression as well. When I read that, I thought you know there's there's a lot about rel equals canonical. Um, it has its place. You know we use it all the time, but it's not it's not some global every one of your pages needs it. You can put it on every page, but go ahead. But I think what they're more getting at. Um, is we're talking about those parameters. If you're having sort options in your in your cart system or something, you know, sort by you know mm-hmm. pricing, sort by size, sort by whatever, you're going to end up with a bunch of different URLs that essentially have the same content on it. Um, and I think that's more what they're getting at is make sure that what you're providing uh, is the unique content and use the rel equals canonical when you've got things like sort options or pages with very very similar content to make sure that. You're not confusing Bing or Google, as as you point out. This isn't just Bing we're talking about here. It's Google as well. That you're basically funneling. You're you're being clear that this is duplicate content, and it has its reason. I mean, of course it is, but that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and you're telling the the engines where it is, so you won't get a duplicate content issue. Um, as a perk as well, of course, is all the internal link strength to that you know whole sorting set. There may be five or six different pages. You'll be taking the the, the combined weight of all these pages and putting it where it belongs. Um, in the one core location where that that product category resided. Yeah, the only the only uh, sentence I would add uh, to 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 what you said, Dave, is there's a lot of reasons or any number of reasons why you might want to use rel equals canonical. If you're publishing a website and you know that it's you know kind of like static content and it's there's no other version of that content out there, don't worry about rel equals canonical. Not a problem. If you're publishing uh, user-generated content that might have come from somewhere else, or as you said, Dave, if you have uh, a sort option or anything that will auto-generate a number of URLs within the website that will duplicate the same content, uh, I could tell you an example of a logic loop I saw a spider go into a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> you would want the canonical tag to always say, yeah, this is the place where the content originates 
rank this, not all that crap. You know what, to your point, you you know, I only touched on making sure the strength is going there. I think what you just said um, is the biggest advantage to proper use of the um, canonical tag is it gives you the opportunity to go, this is the one, right? This is the one that, that should rank. And you can control if you find that your conversions are better when, or everybody's sorting by price or whatever, great. You can do that on the one that you picked and have it auto sort by that and then provide your sort options. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head and it gives you the chance to craft the user experience on what hopefully will be a landing page for a phrase set related to that product line. I mean, in the example I was using. Well, again, I'm not, I can't get into the story because that might actually give away the client I was working with, but I got a, um, the salient part of the story would be Google follows forms and can fill in forms. So what does it do when it comes across a simple get form rather than a post, which is a little bit more involved, which you can't follow? It follows it. If you give it another link to follow from that form that it's filled in, mm-hmm. you've created a loop. And it's going <sighs> to fill in forms and follow that link to fill in a form to follow that link to fill in a form to follow that link. Ad infinitum, and you're going to drop like a stone. Um, saw it happen myself. <laughs> and the solution would be, um, or part of the solution, aside from removing that stupid link, would be well canonical. Yeah. Robot text, the most the mo- misunderstood and often uh, maligned robot text files. You ever seen one of Darren Babin's robot text files? <laughs> yes, I have. I've had I've had his files crash computers. No kidding. Um, a robot text file is uh, a file that you put in the HT access um, file of your. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, wrong. You put in the root root folder of your directory to uh, instruct search engine spiders where they can and cannot go. Some webmasters list every page in their website in their robot text file. Some don't. <laughs> I know one who does. <laughs> but if you, you don't, be, you, you have to not want to rank to go that route, but, uh, you know. And, and, yeah. <laughs> um, or you, you have to be, or in, in, in Darren's case, he wanted to be very exacting what did and did not get, um, get spidered. In. And it happened to be um, one of the biggest websites I've seen in my life. So, oh, I, so he's including the allows as well in this example. Like, absolutely. allow this, don't allow this. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the other day, I saw a misset robot text file that people had forgotten about that disallowed robots in, and people wondered where the rankings had gone. And, you know, they'd been puzzling a couple days before they called us. Um, I'm not sure if it was myself or my partner Alan who found it, but um, I mean, Webmaster Tools pointed it out to us. All we had to do was look, but um, we could have just typed in, and this is something Webmasters should do every time. Type in url.com.ca, whatever, slash robots.txt. See what comes up and see what is and is not being allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good practice. Moving along, sitemaps. Stuff that's good, stuff to pay attention to for Google or Bing, sitemaps. Um, XML and um, your, whatever version of HTML uh, you're using on your website. What's, what's, what's your deal on sitemaps, Dave? Um, I use them. 
Um, I find them, you know, I think this is a big one to go, not a magic bullet. <laughs> no. um, my practice generally, and I, I just try and follow what they should. I mean, you see a lot of sitemaps that either don't include priority, for example, um, or do, right? And, and, and then either don't include it or overuse it, right? And then go, well, everything on my site's a priority one. <laughs> No, um, it's understanding that, you know, for example, the priority in this case is what is the importance of this page relative to your site? It's not how important do you think you are in the world as a whole? Um, you know, it's your homepage is probably going to get a one. There'll be a few pages that are like, I need people to go here, but you need to prioritize correctly. Um, and to me, I think the, the big attitude I take towards these things is the more realistic I can be when I'm creating the sitemaps, the more they'll trust them. Do I think Google is going to put, or, or Bing is going to put a lot of weight on a sitemap that lists every page on my 5,000 page site as a 1.0 priority, all of them updated yesterday? No. Yeah. No, they're not, right? It's going to have to avoid that and they're going to have to make their own decisions. Whereas if they see a sitemap that has a logical breakdown and, you know, obviously customized, somebody was paying attention and went, you know, my blog is really important and so is my homepage and my services page, but my privacy policy is like not, right? So it's a 0 0.5 or whatever. Um, like a logical breakdown of things that you've obviously customized. You know, you're just sending that other signal that I am paying attention here. I am doing what I'm supposed to do here. I am I'm doing this manually. I'm sending you the honest information as I see it. Uh, now, and I think then you're going to get trusted. If you have a page that changes frequently, changes daily, you do want to set a high priority because Google right. should get that information. Google should know that uh, or should come back on a frequent basis if there's new stuff for it to discover. But otherwise, yeah, I mean... Um, I tend not to mess with the priorities too much, just with the important, the most important pages and the, um, you know, first level home, second or index. Second level is the, you know, uh, directory structure. From there, I tend right. not to mess with priority. Um, no, and that makes great sense. Now, do you use a non-XML sitemap? Um... Do you ever? I mean, do you remember remember the days when you when you, it was mandatory you had to have an HTML sitemap which listed every page in the site? Yeah, and you submitted your homepage and you submitted the sitemap just to make sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it had you know Google had quick access or Bing had quick access. Well, it wasn't Bing at the time, but um, you know, I guess What's MSN had quick access to it. But um, I mean, if a site doesn't have it, um, I don't know. Um, the reason I don't really like them, other than maybe like a, a simple one that would really help users or like, you know, basically kind of part of the 404 series where it's like, here's all of our core pages. Um, no, I mean, they, they just get really, especially with the, the need for a lot of content all the time um, to help your users. And, you know, we try and push our clients to have good active blog presence and stuff like that. It's like, do you really want to go in there? twice a day, right, or whatever, and start adding these things in there, knowing full well you've already got this XML sitemap that you're feeding directly into Webmaster Tools, right, it, it, either one of the engines, Webmaster Tools, and going, here, here is a full list of, of all of my pages. So I don't, I no longer put a, a high priority um, on them. If people have them already, you know, I won't necessarily take them down, but like ours, for example, like our site, it's undergoing a redesign. Our current one has one. I haven't taken it down, um, but our next... Um, iteration of the site won't. It'll just just stick with the XML sitemap. Right on. Okay. Uh, on that, I've been uh, I've been looking at the clock. It's uh, 
two minutes past the time we were supposed to go to break. I want to keep going with this list because there's some fun stuff here. Social sharing, unique content, depth of content, and there's some fun stuff not to do. But what we got to do is we got to take a break here on Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davis from Beatstock SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stay tuned. We got even we got the fun stuff you can't do if you're an SEO. The bad stuff coming up next uh, after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at page1power.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. My name is Jim Gray, and I am a judge of the Superior Court in California. Did you know that since the federal government first banned marijuana in 1937, that usage in this country has gone up by about 4,000%? Or that an American is arrested on marijuana charges every 38 seconds? If you are wondering if any of this makes sense, you are not alone. To find out more, contact the Marijuana Policy Project at 1-877-JOIN-MPP or visit them on the web at mpp.org. Hey, cats and kittens, this is Jeff Ferguson, CEO of Fang Digital Marketing and also the host of Digital Marketing Matters right here on Webmaster Radio. I wanted to tell you guys all about our next podcast coming up with uh, the legendary Kevin Ryan of Motivity Marketing. And we're going to talk about like, the evils that Google does, and we're going to talk about how much on-site search sucks for a lot of companies these days. Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital. Next episode airs August 21st, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. You know, that would be a cool conversation. That last commercial, uh, 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 Jeff Ferguson's commercial. Uh, he's going to be sitting down with Kevin Ryan. Those two guys would bounce off each other really well. That would be good. Cool yeah, they either. would. Yeah, Jim, just to let you know, we did take the show yesterday, and it was a riot. I mean, really, great information. And, you know, Kevin Ryan is just one of those people when you just, you know, you just, you got to love talking to him and just some of his quips. Just in oh, between. I love Kevin. It's, it's, it's a fresh, it's great to hear his voice again was, was the most important thing I got out of it, so. Absolutely, yeah. He's um, doing real well. Yeah, I, I miss Kevin. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a swell fella. I mean, again, hearing Je- uh, Jeff and Kevin uh, hang and talk to each other, that would be fun. They're supposed to be speaking in a session together. On, they're supposed to be paneling a session at OMA coming up? Well, what we got to do is get them in the same room at one of the conferences we're going to be at. 
keep them loose and put a microphone in front of them. That's exactly. what we do, George. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's next. That's coming Wednesday noon Eastern, nine Pacific. Actually, sorry about that, Jeff. I didn't mean to, de- to degenerate into booze, but you know how it goes, eh? Um, <laughs> okay, back to what's more fun? We got we got like ten minutes left. You want to talk about the stuff that you should do? You know, social sharing options, all that nice stuff. You need content. Or you want to talk about the stuff you shouldn't do? What do you think is more fun? Um. Let's just ba- let's just list them off for us, Jim, and let's jump into the fun part. <laughs> okay, here's the stuff you should do. Okay, this is like this is this is good stuff still. Social sharing options. Um, get get uh, uh, a way, uh, preferably visual and text, to get to your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Pinterest, your Twitter, etc. Accounts. Let people be social with you. If you're just joining the show now, refer to the beginning of the podcast if you want to know why. Um, unique content. Get unique content up there. Make it your content. If you're if you're selling the same bathtub everyone else is selling, describe it differently. Depth of content. There's a lot of stuff you can say about a bathtub. You'd be surprised. I did it for a living once. <laughs> <laughs> um, matching content type to visitor expectations. If you say you're going to be giving it to them, either in the meta description, in the title, or in... Um, the early part of the content, if the link says this is what you're getting, make sure they get it. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not that's not only is that being a good webmaster, that's being polite. Um, usability page load times. You want your page to load quickly. You want your page to load fast, but you don't want your page to load fast at the expense of usefulness or of usability. And I would also suggest of accessibility. Crawlability. Make it easy for a bot, for a spider, to get from point A to point Z in your content uh, without having to get hung up on the letter Z. Um, Okay, news. If you're a news site, submit for inclusion. That's all the good stuff. That's what you've got to do. That's the stuff every webmaster should be doing on their websites or at least thinking about doing all the time. But there's some stuff that you shouldn't do. There's a lot of stuff you shouldn't do. The easy one, and and, then, okay, anyone who's a client of any SEO company anywhere in the world at any time, for the record, don't worry about meta keywords. Not important. See, and and I think... I think this page, this is the one where I have the one problem with the way he's he's worded this here. Mm-hmm. What to skip? Meta keywords, fill them in if you like, keep it short and relevant, not a big ranking factor. Okay, I could read the phrase, if I didn't know better, not a big ranking factor, well, as meaning... Does, does use them. But they don't then, really care. But then, would you... I mean, we've all been in those battles where you're fighting over a fraction, right? Like, where... When all is equal, I want that edge. Um, so if you're, he shouldn't say to skip it. It should either be ignored or a special note. Just in in the way That's he's true. worded things. You're right. If you're going to count it, put a special note on this. Don't tell me to skip it. You're right. Um, however, I, again, for me, for me, it comes down to a, a, a resource versus reward ratio. Oh, totally. You know, do I really want to throw like X number of person hours at keywords, uh, meta keyword tags? God, no. no. I would rather have the staff paint my house. I'll get more of it. 
<laughs> they wouldn't do that, of course, but I want them to because it needs it. Okay, duplicate URLs. You'd think that would be self-evident, right? <laughs> what the fuck? What does that mean? I, I, I'm at a loss here. Honestly, I don't know what that means. All, all I could assume, and it's funny, I, I get the same thing. I'm like, this could mean one of a few things, and I'm not quite sure exactly what you mean. I assume he means the same content on multiple pages, like that you, you have... I don't know, a tagging system on your blog or something, and you keep putting in like a bunch of like tags that are unique to each specific post. And so you end up with a bunch of tag pages, all of them containing the exact same post, um, you know, or, or, or similar spots. You know, your, your system is generating multiple different versions of the same product or something. That's all I can sort of assume they mean by duplicate URLs is the same content, but I would put that as duplicate content, not duplicate URLs. It is functionally impossible to have duplicate URLs. It's not... Yeah. It's, it leads to its uniform resource locator. It goes to a point. <laughs> There's only one point that the URL goes to. You could type it in Timbuktu. You could type it in Toronto. It's still going to go to that same point. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's skip that one because I don't get it. Uh, maybe Dwayne will explain it. Uh, one... Um, one one evening in the future. And besides which, we only have three minutes left. Um, overly long URLs. Don't have a long URL. Dave, you covered that really well much earlier, so we're going to move on. Cloaking. That's a tough one, man, because I see so many reasons to use cloaking or IP <laughs> delivery, but 99 times out of 100, don't do it if you don't know what you're doing. Right. We all know what they mean by this, is don't purposely show something to a search engine that you're not showing to a user. There are exceptions, but come on, think of, and there is a good one. Think about your intent. And you know what? Even if you are thinking about your intent and it's good, really think about it again because <laughs> you may get a false positive on something. Okay. Link buying, link selling. Okay. Self evident. Don't do it. Link and like farms. The link <laughs> farm, we understand. The like farm is a <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> but this happens, dude, because, okay, Facebook is in with Bing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so a like on a like on Facebook will have a um, tangible effect on Bing. But if you have like a bunch of people like clicking on like, or there are people who are liking this who really have no reason to like it or wouldn't like it in any other context, it's not going to be doing you well, right? Um, what else we got? Three way links. I'll link to Bob, who link to you, and then you'll link to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the only way I can take it. Although that's a funny one because it's like, I, I so many of those happen accidentally. Well, not accidentally. Like I happen to, you know, whatever search engine watch links to me. I link to Rusty Brick. Rusty Brick links across the search okay. engine watch. Like that happens. But there would be a natural, um, you know, I mean, there's a natural reason for those links. Those links exist organically. It's not set up to be this like link exchange this link exchange triangle like uh link exchange with like one removed triangle sort of thing right um i love the next one <laughs> i love this next one we only got like one minute left i want to get this next one in content <laughs> duplication content <laughs> <laughs> that must be on purpose gotta be on purpose duplicate content um 99.9 times out of 100, duplicate content will kill you. If you're plagiarizing for another website and trying to pass it off as your own, it will slaughter you. Um, sometimes in the corporate world, uh, well, a message in 
Maine is the same in Sacramento in many corporations, and that would be a reason to have duplicate content, right. though a canonical tag might be useful there. Um, and auto-following in social media. Again, remembering that uh, Bing has much closer relations with uh, both Twitter and, uh, and Facebook than Google does. An auto-follow might actually get your URL in trouble or your, your social media profile in trouble when it comes to Bing search results, um, more so than it might within Google. Yeah. That's it. That's its list. I wish we could have dove into the bad stuff, because it's so much fun talking about the bad stuff. But we're out of time. There's five minutes to the hour. We have, uh, we're moving into the news here on webmasterradio.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You've been listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. Uh, stay tuned. More great content coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.